Welcome back to Search of the Scriptures. This is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. Good to be back with all of our listeners again today. Great to have that opportunity to get together and open up God's Word again, study a little bit further, dig a little bit deeper, learn a little bit more, and grow in our faith. Because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. We encourage you to tell others about the program, Search the Scriptures. Tell them about the program, encourage them to listen. Now, we know that there are people who, well, they're working. Their work schedule doesn't allow them to be able to listen at the prescribed times, even though we're on several times a day, Monday through Friday, uh, or, or they have other activities going on that are schedule conflicts. So do this, tell them, and take advantage of this yourself as well. Go to our website at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com. Click on the podcast button and sign up for our podcasting. Now, it's free. It always will be free. We're not after your wallet. We just want to help people get to heaven. And when somebody signs up for our podcasting, they will automatically receive to their smartphone or computer or any smart device they choose, search the scriptures, this radio program, every day, Monday through Friday. And then they can listen to it as their time schedule permits. But they'll also receive a great deal more Bible teaching a Sunday morning Bible class, a Wednesday night Bible class, all of our sermons, and what I really think is a great, great tool, a seven-day-a-week short Bible study that we call today's Bible class. Now, it's only about 13 minutes long each day, but it keeps us in God's Word, and that, again, helps keep us strong in our faith and growing in our faith, and it also helps keep us focused on our relationship with God and have a better mindset to be able to deal with life every day. So tell everybody you can, churchofchrist.com. Now, we encourage you to come and check us out in person at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ right here in Omaha. The church building is located at 3606 North 108th Street, 3606 North 108th Street. Bible classes begin on Sunday mornings at 9.30, followed by worship at 10.30, Sunday evenings, we come back together at 6 o'clock for another period of worship and Bible study. And on Wednesday evenings, good time to get our spiritual batteries recharged to be able to deal effectively with the rest of the week. Each Wednesday evening, 6.30, we come together for midweek Bible classes. You are welcome to any and all of these services, and we hope to meet you soon. Check us out in person. Get to know us. Let us get to know you. We look forward to meeting you soon. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study, making the emphasis, the point, don't let the devil win. Now, we actually looked at this in the first section uh, sometime back, and, and this is the second section of this, and we're talking here about how we can be effective against the devil's wiles. And you know, in, in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 10, The Apostle Paul refers to how the devil tries to pull us away from God and into sin in just that way, in just that way. I said chapter 5, it's Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10. He says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles or the schemings or whatever ways the devil tries to to lead you into sin. Now, be strong in the Lord. How can we beat the devil? By being strong in the Lord. How can we resist the devil effectively? 
James said in James chapter 4, verses 7 and 8, by walking with God. Submit to God. Resist the devil, he will flee from you. Draw near to God, he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. So it's a focus. And as we noted in Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 and 2, Paul puts it just that way. He says, set your mind on things above and not on things of this earth. We have to make up our minds. Quit get entering into that, that ring where we go into mental and spiritual gymnastics all of the time on an ongoing basis and suffering a lot of inner turmoil that we don't need to suffer, asking ourselves, well, should I do this? Should I not do that? Should I go to church? And I, you know, I'm tired. I've worked all week. It's my only day off. Make up your mind. You're going to be a faithful, dedicated Christian. You're going to walk with God in faithfulness on a consistent daily basis. And in that way, you will be able to resist the devil. Don't let the devil win. He's after your soul. As Peter portrayed him in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8, he's like a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. And Peter says he's your enemy, your adversary. But then he goes on in the next verse, and Peter says, resist him steadfast in the faith. And that's how you can stand strong against the devil and not let him win. Well, so have that mindset. Make up your mind. How, how can we do that? What, how, can, how can we help ourselves to stay strong against the devil, to make up our mind, to be focused on getting to heaven for all of eternity, to staying faithful to God and Jesus? Well, make up our mind. Get involved in the good works that God has designed for us to be involved in. Ephesians 2 and verse 10, maintain good works. It's Titus chapter 3 and verse 8 and again verse 14. Be zealous for good works. Titus chapter 2 and verse 14. See, God has equipped you. He's blessed you with abilities and opportunities to serve him in good works. And he wants you to be a working Christian. James goes into great detail that in James chapter 2, beginning with about, with about verse 17 and going through the end of that chapter. In fact, James says, faith without works is dead faith. And faith is fulfilled through good works. In Ephesians 2 and verse 10 again, Paul describes Christians as God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which he has prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So it is God's will that we serve him actively in good works, serving him faithfully and dedicated. Now, as we're busy doing good works as Christians, serving God, the devil has less opening to get into our heads, into our lives, and try to pull us away from God. What's the old saying? An idle mind is the devil's workshop? A lot of folks have pretty idle minds. <laughs> A lot of folks who even may be busy in their secular work life, they have idle minds from a spiritual perspective. And so they let the devil walk right in. We need to be busy serving God. 
Now, again, what did Jesus say that we're supposed to be as his faithful followers, as full dedicated, as faithful dedicated Christians? We're supposed to be seasoning salt. We're supposed to be a seasoning influence on the world around us, on the people we know. They ought to be able to see Christ in us, godliness in us, and make a difference in their lives. We're to be the light of the world. And Jesus says, let your light so shine that others may see your good works, there it is again, and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. So people ought to be able to see Christ in us, godliness in us. They ought to be able to see our Christianity on an act, it, 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 through our active, faithful, dedicated, working lifestyle as Christians. But the devil's going to try to keep us away from that. And so he's going to try to make us fearful. You can't do that. You don't know how. It's too hard. People aren't going to listen to you. People are going to get mad at you. And so he tries to plant fear in our hearts, in our minds. But Paul wrote to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verses 6 and 7, Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So we need to resist the devil when he starts planting those thoughts of fear in our, in our minds, thinking, you can't do this. You're not, you're not smart enough. You don't know enough. You might say the wrong thing. You might turn some par- somebody off. You might make them mad. They might hate you over it. Now, God has not given us the spirit of fear as Christians, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. We need to not let the devil win in beating us down, convincing us you can't do it. You need to be afraid. You don't have enough self-confidence. In 1 John chapter 4 and verse 4, John says, You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. And the one he's obviously referring to as being in the world is the devil. This is the devil's playground right here on this earth, this world where humanity lives. This is where he does his work trying to pull us away from God and into eternal condemnation through sin in hell. But if we're walking with God, then God is walking with us. And he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. And then in verse 18, there is no fear in love, for perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. You see, we are given such assurance and reassurance that we can live the faithful Christian life. We can be dedicated. We can be that seasoning and darkness-dispelling light of influence on people around us to see Christ in us, to see Christianity in us, to see righteousness in us, not to our glory, but to the glory of of God. Again, the power is in God's word. He's not, God does not say, hey, go out and teach the gospel and do it powerfully now. Now, I pray all the time that God will help me teach his word accurately. That's number one. But also effectively, 
and that's number two, and even powerfully. But the power is not for me. The power is in his word. Remember how Paul put it in Romans chapter 1 and verse 16? I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. The gospel of Christ is the message of salvation through Jesus Christ. And basically, we're looking at the entire New Testament. He says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. The power is in God's word. So just teach it. Just teach it. Philippians 2 and verse 13, we read, For it is God who works in you both to do and to will for his good pleasure. Just teach the word. Teach the gospel. Teach people about salvation through Jesus Christ. What is God's design methodology? for spreading the gospel message of salvation through all humanity, all around the world, preaching or teaching. 1 Corinthians 1 and verse 21, since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom, that is through its own wisdom, did not know God, it pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. You see, God did not send us a complicated, complex message of salvation. He sent us a message of salvation through his word, through the gospel, through the scriptures, through the Bible. That's easy to understand. Don't let the devil win. Turn away from sin. Turn to God through Jesus Christ. Walk with God in faithful obedience on a consistent basis, according to the teachings of his word. The power is in God's word. Just teach it. They might say, well, I don't, I don't know enough. I don't know enough scripture. I don't know all the scriptures, but I know the basic message. Now, yes, I can quote a lot of scriptures, but that came over a long period of time of continue, continually teaching those scriptures and in some cases trying to directly memorize them, but most of the most of my memory work comes from repeated use of those scriptures, con- continued reading of them and continued teaching them, reading them to others. And it sticks after a while. But you don't have to know the whole Bible, every scripture from Genesis chapter 1 to Revelation, amen, to be able to teach someone the basic message of salvation through Jesus Christ. That message is easy to understand. And you've got God's word right there to read to them so you don't even have to memorize it. The power is not in you. The power is in God's word and in God who can use you to teach his word effectively. Don't let the, the devil keep you thinking you're too busy to serve God. You're too busy to be actively involved in the good works that God has prepared for you to do. Don't let the devil hoodwink you into thinking that. I just don't have time. Well, you got 24 hours in a day, don't you? I think all of us do. 
60 minutes in each hour, seven days in each week, 28 to 31 days in each month, 12 months in each year. You see, it's all the same for all of us. Prioritize your time so that you can serve God. I've said this for many, many, many years in my teaching and preaching. If the only way the devil can keep you ineffective as a Christian is to keep you thinking you're too busy to be active as a Christian, to be a working Christian, then he'll keep you busy doing things that you would look at and say, well, this is a good thing. I need to do this. But, you know, there sometimes we can let what is good on a surface level crowd out something that is better on a little deeper level. Don't let the devil win. Don't let him think, let you think, I, I don't have time to worship God. I don't have time to be at church services. I don't have time to read my Bible. I don't have time to be involved in good Christian works. I don't have time to invite somebody to church services, to worship God, to study his word. I don't have time to be in the worship service or in the Bible classes myself. Don't, don't let the devil win by making you think that. Make up your mind. Be determined. I am going to serve God. I am going to be a dedicated, faithful, effective Christian. I am going to be with the church when the church meets to worship God and study his word every time I possibly can. And whatever times I'm not going to be able to, they're going to be the minimal times. I'm going to be with the church every single time I possibly can. I am going to talk to people about the church, about Christianity, about salvation through Jesus Christ. I'm going to make up my mind to do that. Matthew 6, verse 33. We have to prioritize. We have to, we have to establish values. And some values are good values, but they may not be the most important values in a given situation. Something else might take precedence. And so Jesus says, still in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, he says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Now, what are all these things he's just been talking about? Basically, the necessities of life, food, clothing, and we could add shelter. But Jesus says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. If you're too busy to be a faithful, dedicated Christian, serving God, you're too busy. You need to prioritize. You need to start putting things in their proper place, places in your life. Don't let the devil keep you thinking you're too busy to be a faithful, dedicated Christian, working Christian. Stay focused. Stay focused. 
in 1 Timothy chapter 4, 1 Timothy chapter 4, and let's look at verse 8, 1 Timothy 4 and verse 8. Bodily exercise, Paul says, profits a little, but godliness is profitable for all things, having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. Yeah. Now, is going to the gym every day exercising profitable? Sure. We care, and we should care, about taking care of our physical bodies, our physical health. But that's profitable only from the spirit, uh, only from the physical level. Uh, on the physical level, now, it can have some overflow into our spiritual lives. But what we need to understand is what Paul says there. If we extend our lives by ten or twenty years, if we live to be a hundred or hundred and ten or hundred and twenty, we're still going to die physically, unless the Lord comes again first. So bodily exercise profits a little, but godliness, spiritual exercise, oh, that's profitable for all things, for every aspect of our lives, and also holding the promise of ultimately helping us get to heaven, and that's eternal life, eternal life. So let's get things in proper order and prioritize and not let the devil win in making us think we're just too busy to be that faithful, dedicated, working Christian. Don't let the devil win. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for loving us so much. We thank you, Father, for sending your, cro- your son to that cross as our Savior to pay the price for the guilt of our sins through his death and shedding of his blood on that cross. Thank you, Father, for resurrecting him from that tomb, alive, risen, victorious over death and over the devil. And Father, help us to come to you be baptized into Christ and come up out of those waters of baptism, reborn, forgiven, and help us to always stay victorious over the devil by staying in your word and in your service, Father, and in dedication to you through the church. Help us, bless us, strengthen us to not let the devil win in our lives, for our souls. Please forgive us, gracious Father. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.